I don't know what to do. For a win, we know that we stay home. For a loss, we go get a milkshake and drown our sorrows. We go down to Sundays here at 79th and Fall Creek. For a tie, I don't know what the hell you do, but I sure don't feel like celebrating because this was a debacle of an owner of an opener for the Indianapolis Colts. The numbers really look pretty good. They look very solid. There were some contributors to this game that uh, that earned their money today. However, Rodrigo Blankenship, what are you doing? Misses a 42-yard field goal to win it, pushes it right. We're used to seeing him hook it left, pushing it right. That's a little bit different. I wonder if he has a job tomorrow. I really do. You cannot trust him. Plus, he kicks the ball out of bounds twice. What the hell is that about? And Frank Reich, what are you doing in the first half? Why are you going for the touchdown fourth and two with some kind of crazy-ass play, some kind of gadget direct snap to Naeem Hines? You have now the highest-paid guard in the NFL, and it isn't close. You have the best running back in the NFL, and it isn't close. So what do you do? You get clever. And that's what Frank Reich does. I'm getting clever. I'm not going to take the three points. I'm not going to keep digging the hole for the Texans. What I'm going to do is defy all expectations and direct snap it to Naheem Hines so he can run it up the middle to nowhere and you turn the ball over. And then on the other end, the Texans, because now they've got life, they moved the ball successfully after three or after two three and outs. Just terrible. Stop it. Stop it with the analytics. Football is a game played by men, and there's momentum swings, and there's an attitudinal bias to football that is absolutely key to the way games unfold, and it doesn't have a damn thing to do with math. So stop making it about math. Four and two, four and goal from the two early in the game. It's a strong go. My ass. Lead your men. Do what you do best. You want to go for it fourth and two, or fourth and goal from the two. You give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and you have him run behind Quentin Nelson. And if you're not going to do that, to hell with you. If you're going to try to out-clever Lovey Smith, the head coach of the worst team in the NFL, if you're going to try to out, if you need to out-clever him, in order to validate your position as a head coach of the Colts, you have got to go. You have no business being on the sidelines calling plays for this team. That team was fundamentally unready to play football today. The Colts were. By the way, this is special uh, lunch with Kent post game, where I may pop a blood vessel. The odds on BUSR for me to pop a blood vessel before this video ends. Uh, it plus 500. So I got that going for me. Fundamental breakdowns at all levels. And how about this? Instead of telling us throughout the preseason, oh, uh, Matt Ryan, what a what a clinician he is. Very, very specific in his directions to his receivers about the depth of their routes and the cut and when they do this and when they do that. And he's very, very good about leading. How about take a snap successfully? How about get your hands on the football and keep it instead of blowing three snaps? 
You know what the difference is between Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan? The difference was when the Colts were down 20 to 3. That game would have been over with Carson Wentz. With Matt Ryan, not so much. Eight straight opening game losses, that streak blown. Uh, totally broken, good. You know what? However, this is not the way it should have gone. This was a Frank Reich masterpiece of snatching, not defeat, not victory, out of the jaws of something. Snatching a tie out of both victory, the jaws of victory and defeat, which we didn't anticipate seeing. Right? Nobody called a tie. You might have thought, like I did, that the Colts were going to win. Might have thought they were going to get beat. Nobody thought they were going to tie. There you go. It's a weird world. How about Quiddy Pay? Let's talk about the good for a minute. Just so I can call myself for, for a moment. Quiddy Pay was awesome in the overtime. And he really needed to be. After Blankenship knocks another kickoff out of bounds. That damn field is 53 and a third yards wide. 53 and a third yards. You ought to be able to keep it in play. I know you don't want to give up a big giant return, but just handing a team the ball on the 40, well, that seems reckless. All right, I, I diverted from the positivity. <laughs> that didn't take long. Quiddy Pay was really, really good. Jonathan Taylor was really, really good. Jonathan Taylor ran the ball 31 times for 161 yards. He was a monster, man. Does he ever get knocked backward? He runs harder than anybody. He's faster than anybody. Best running back in the NFL. Michael Pittman Jr. was really good. Nine catches, 121 yards, one uh, TD. Alec Pierce, a tough, uh, a tough opener for him where he jumped. And that raises your eye level, right? Your eye level changes. Tiki Barber said it during the broadcast on CBS. Your, your eye level changes as you jump. Don't jump unless you've got to jump. Unless you have to go up to go get the ball, you keep going this way and you keep your, your eye level on a plane. And then you just let the ball come into your hands and, and you hold on to it. And it's that easy. Alec Pierce knows that and he's going to do it and it's going to be okay. The Colts are going to be okay. Alec Pierce is going to be okay. But I'm telling you, man, I would have a serious heart-to-heart with with Frank Reich about the way he utilizes analytics. The analytics are not for the best. It it seems like this is what Frank Reich does. He he sits down and says if we hit these statistical markers, these analytical markers, we are going to win. It's really hard to beat a team if you hit these markers. And so they go after the markers and I think that the Colts hit virtually all of those markers today. However, that's not the way football is played, like we said. Sometimes you've just got to keep piling on points and taking points when they're there for you to get them. And Frank Reich does not like doing that. Frank Reich would much rather go for seven when it's a 50-50 shot. And I don't even mind, like, look, I don't really mind the going for it on fourth down and goal from the two. But you give it to your best player, or you play action off your best player. To line up uh, Matt Ryan as a flanker and have a direct snap to Naheem Hines against the Texans. Look, I get it. You know, when, when the Saints opened up the second half of the Super Bowl against the Colts with that onside kick, they had to do that. Peyton Manning had figured stuff out. 
And and Sean Payton knew that he had to change the basic rhythm of that game or it was going to be lost. So that onside kick to open the second half really made sense. It was a high risk. It's a risk that's not going to pay off too often. But not a high risk because if you don't do it, you are going to lose. If you just give the ball to Peyton Manning to open the second half, he's going to shove it right down your throat and the Colts are going to win that game. What you don't do is try to execute cleverness against an inferior team. And the Texans are an inferior team. And that game really pivoted in that moment. If you take the field goal and go up 6 nothing, or, I mean, God knows, if Alec Pierce holds on to that, that touchdown pass, uh, you know what, uh, we're not talking about this at all. But... You have got to you got to take points when they're available for you to take them, or you will almost always regret it. And that's the way it was with the Colts today. That three points lost was absolutely huge. In that, it gave the Texans life, and it took life from the Colts because Frank had to be had to be clever again. Stop getting clever. Try, stop trying to validate. Here's the thing: we know that Frank Reich is a Mensa member, right? What does Mensa do for its members? It validates their intellect. What does Frank Reich do as a Mensa member, fourth and goal from the two? Tries to validate his intellect. Don't validate your intellect, just win games. It's that easy. However, it didn't wind up being a loss. It could have easily been a loss. If it had been a loss, it would have been catastrophic. But a tie, as we found out last year with the Steelers, right? They had that tie. That tie put them into the playoffs. Could have kept them out of the playoffs, but it put them in the playoffs. Now you go into Jacksonville undefeated, and it's okay. Uh, but if, if, if it's, look, the receiving core minus Pittman is weak. We saw that today. There's no question about that. It's weak. That rests on the desk of Chris Ballard. Special teams, weak. That rests on the desk of Chris Ballard, who somehow, someway, believes in the ability of Rodrigo Blankenship to make kicks that could either win or lose games. After seeing him in Buffalo lose a game, right? It was the first half, but it was still a game-losing miss from 33 yards. Today, misses that kick at the end of regulation. I was all ready to celebrate, even though there's plenty to talk about uh, with the Colts, how they need to clean stuff up. And and we've been over it once, but that, boy, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, take a snap successfully. My God, three botched snaps. Stop telling other people how to do their business and get to work with Ryan Kelly on holding on to the damn ball. What are you doing? If that, we like Matt Ryan, and it's a good thing that we do. We didn't like Carson Wentz. I'm not going to get into why, but we didn't like him. That's the fundamental difference between these two guys, except that down 17, there's no way that Wentz brings the Colts back. But Ryan, to the point where the Colts were down 20 to 3, boy, oh boy, did he look a lot like Carson Wentz, right? Maybe even worse. Um, what else has gone on? Um, 
you know what? Uh, 10 men on the field during that, uh, the field goal attempt with 10.47 left. You got 10 left. Matt Pryor had to come running on. How do you not have your special teams coordinated to the point where, ask Bubba Ventrone this, the star of last year's in-season hard knocks, where the Colts are taking the ball away all the time. How about getting the right number of people on the field for a field goal? You know what? Didn't matter because the Colts were close enough that they were going to be able to knock it through successfully anyway, right? It would have mattered from 47 or from 52. You got to get your head out of your ass and be ready to play. This high school Harry mistake-filled nonsense has got to stop if this team is going to be in. As you looked at this game, and I don't want to draw any conclusions from one game looking ahead to the next 16, but does this look like a championship operation to you? It sure as hell done to me. You know what? We were just downtown at Lucas Oil Stadium for the big season opening concert, which was more kind of a, a preseason Super Bowl celebration than anything else. Uh, the captains were there, most of the captains. Frank Reich's there, Reggie Wayne, Edron James, Jim Ursay's playing. It's wonderful. Life is good until you got to play football and actually earn it. And then life gets a little bit dicey for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, but this, I mean, Pay, great. Early on, not a lot of ruckus where uh, Davis Mills was concerned, not a lot of getting to him. But then Gus Bradley did what Matt Eberflus normally would not, and that's call some dogs, right? He called some, some blitzes, got pressure, and then the linemen took over and started getting pressure on their own. Um, she's oh Pete, uh, Dylan had a great block. Dylan also had a drop. Uh, Bernard Ryman played more than I expected him to play. Uh, Ryan's pick was terrible, awful. And again, the analytics guys, you know what? Give them, give them some, uh, washout money and send them on their way. Tell them to go, you know, build missiles or rockets or do whatever MIT graduates do. They have no place calling plays or advising a coach who does in a football game. Zero, strong go, my ass. Up three nothing, chance to go up six nothing, keep your foot on the throat of your opposition, what do you do? You hand the ball, or you direct snap it to Naheem Hines. And what the Texans do? They buried your ass. This was an embarrassment from the start of the game into the fourth quarter. And then the Colts started to knock people around a little bit and started to play with some enthusiasm, and only the wayward right foot of Rodrigo Blankenship uh, screwed the Colts out of this win. Hopefully, they come home understanding that they really got fortunate with this tie. A tie isn't the worst thing that could ever happen. Still leave, they're still undefeated, right? You got to clean stuff up and you got to clean it up now. And why Frank Wright can't get this team ready to play early in the season, you know what? That's for Chris Ballard to answer. And the only guy who can ask that question is Jim Ursay, and I hope he does. We're going to get going right now with a call in. You want to vent? What? You know what? Uh, the link is on my Twitter feed. And if you download the, the call-in app, you're going to be uh, able to yell and scream to your heart's content. Let's go.
yeah, kids don't watch your show. Tell us how you feel. I try to keep it clean because there are adults out there who appreciate it too. In my head, there is a, a tremendous uh, profanity uh, per, uh, surge coming. In my head, it's all right there. But I don't need to pollute your lives with my angst and, and my F-bombs. I'll, I'll reserve that for my wife. But log into the call-in app. I want to hear what you think.